All right, I realized. Uh, oh, welcome back, everybody. The John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. Thank you, Andrew, and thank your mom for figuring out that song that I'm supposed to dance to. Sherry, I'm trying to play the music and dance at the same time so I can show you that I still have my moves from cheerleading. All right? Andrew's Something mom helped? Yes, Jake, yeah, She texted me and she told me it's the, the song name. Everybody dance now. Bump, 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 oh, bump. Sure. Dance now. Oh, I'm doing the moves. I'm doing it. <laughs> Wait till you see it in person. I cannot wait to see this. You you've got to you've got to get this done this afternoon. Okay. Wow. All right. Set Ms. the camera. Set the phone up. Do it during a break. Isn't Rye there? Can he be your cameraman? No, Rye's out skiing. I just wish you still oh. had your scorchy mask. <laughs> okay, everybody, we're doing news here. <laughs> Tone it down on the tainment part. Tone it down on the tainment part. Okay. It'll be time for tainment. Yeah, because it was we were the ones that were just dancing in the background to, to that thing. Not you, but I mean, but us. Oh, hot take. All right. Hey, uh, $1.2 trillion of money we don't have. Uh, not one Republican voted for it. But um, by the way, you hope you enjoy the inflation because that's what you're paying for. Here's the way infrastructure projects work. They send the money and then you find the project. Uh, the state of Washington has asked for additional money to hire auditors. Why? Because in most cases, experts will tell you about 10 percent of the infrastructure money is lost through fraudsters and to others that are coming along and ripping off the federal government. So the state of Washington says, hey, we need to hire more auditors because we have so much money. I think it's like $8 billion or something coming to the state of Washington. $16 million of that will go to SeaTac Airport to help shorten the lines. So you get the, you go into SeaTac and you find yourself waiting in one of those really long lines. Well, no Passenger more. numbers are expected to hit pre-pandemic levels at SeaTac Airport by next year. We'd like to continue with the boarding process and welcome first class. First class this is one of the fastest growing regions in the country. So the airport traffic reflects that. Perry Cooper with SeaTac Airport says they are trying to make changes to accommodate the number of current travelers and prepare for future travelers. We just don't have enough space on the ticketing level, the way we're shaped and the way the main terminal is built, to add any more space up there. That's why they are moving checkpoint one from the upstairs level to the downstairs level to have more space right. and two more security lanes to move more people through faster. It will also include automated screening lanes, which the current checkpoint does not have. So that allows a bit faster throughput for those checkpoint lanes. Scott Proud from Sammamish says he's never had any problems with lines at the airport. During COVID, there was some lines, but nothing, nothing I haven't experienced compared to like Frankfurt or Amsterdam or anything like that. By the way, that's a Sammamish accent. That's very unique regional accent there. Mm-hmm. I, I was I couldn't place it, but I'm glad you identified. It's Sammamish. It's just just above us. But he does have a problem with the traffic on the roads outside the terminal. That that's one of the most inefficient or frustrating experiences I think at this airport is the, just the picking up and the dropping off of personnel. But with the new checkpoint being relocated to the lower level, Cooper says this should alleviate traffic on the upper level. 
if we can bring more people down to the lower level and they see there's a checkpoint down here on this lower level, that's going to make the drives that What's much that? more efficient. The airport has long. <laughs> What's that? It's your, it what are you doing? Like a camera flash? Yeah. They sometimes add they sometimes they use sound effects too, John. It's not just us. I know. I didn't know if the Andrew's throwing something in there. Oh, yeah. It's sound like something <laughs> falling like a vegetable it's hitting the ground. In it. Yeah, like it's splatting. All right. Term plans for a new north terminal, but for now, they're making the changes they can in their five-year upgrade SEA plan. Our focus is to be able to handle what comes in that we're going to see in the next multiple years. So already we realize that we're going to get to a point where this, this airport can't handle enough. All right. I always say hire more dogs. The TSA has uh, about 300 explosive detection canines every year. It costs $46,000 to train a passenger screening canine and handler. It's the best. The best. And you realize, hey, they got the dogs out. And they make you kind of partner up with somebody beside you. And they say, walk slowly but steadily. Don't stop. Stay together. Stay together. And you look over the person to the right of you. like, oh, here we go. And then you march down the little line and the dog. And don't stop. Don't stop. Because you stop. You got to stop and go back. The dog walks by, sniffs you out. And then when you get to the line there, you don't have to take anything off. You've done the little, you know, hokey pokey with the stranger next to you. And then whoop, off you go. I'm like, hire more dogs, I yell. Well, they got $37.7 million in funding through the infrastructure uh-huh. plan, and that was awarded to the three airports in Washington. Ah, so 16 right. point something is going to this project. Six, oh, 16 million. Mm. The other part of it, speed it up for you travelers. Here's what I like to do. While you're waiting in the line, take your belt off, take your watch off, take everything out of your pockets, take your shoes off, get all that stuff taken off ahead of time, take your jacket off, all of it, stuff it into your bags so you're practically, you're ready to go as soon as you get up there. While you're waiting, do all of that. And I normally do that. I make a big deal. You can hear me going, oh, ah, here goes the belt. Whoop, hip, down, here goes my shoe. Hoping other people go, hey, look at that guy. That looks like fun. Oh, hey, ho, ho, ha. Everybody dance now. <laughs> do you do you make all of those sounds or just kind of a whoosh? whoosh oh, okay, here's my wallet. Here's this. Here's this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, you know, like, oh, look at that guy. He seems rather than just standing there with your mouth open, flies flying in and out of your mouth, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, good, <laughs> A lot of sound effects in the line today. I, I think you're right, though. You are a good example because nothing is more frustrating than the person that is completely clueless and gets up there. Or it's kind of like if you are in line at a fast food place that people have been to for, I don't know, 35 years in their life. And they're standing in line. They're standing in line. Yeah. They get up to the menu and they go, um, mm. I'll have what would, the. Uh, what would Cardi B order? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And get somebody else in there. Well, I do it now. It doesn't matter where I go now. Like if I'm standing in line at the McDonald's, I take my belt off, my shoes off, my jacket, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not supposed to eat airport food? I, I didn't bother reading this one, Sherry. Is it worth it? It's a commentary. It's sort of an opinion piece by this guy who's a food guy. And he brings up stuff that we pretty much already know but he's saying look if you look at something like fried egg patties fried egg patties are uh 
You want me to stop? <laughs> or are you taking off your belt, your shoes, your wallet? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't identify the sounds anymore, so you got to help me out. Sorry. I'm stretching, getting ready to do my dance. I have so much going on now. I got, I got, I got to get the dance ready to go. No, no, no. He, what he's saying is the food not healthy, or is it food just not well made? And you could possibly uh, get all of sick the and, above. Uh, uh, oh, fried egg. Okay. These are fried egg patties that you might get in an airport lounge. He says they are the pre-cooked eggs that get shipped around the country in giant frozen boxes, then handed off to places like airport lounges where they get reheated, heated, then slid into a steam table buffet next to the soup. Of of, well, surprise me, textured oatmeal. He's saying, look, we all know airport food is overpriced and terrible, along with airline food. The, the best we can hope for is when something, quote, actually isn't that bad. So why don't we just start bringing our food to the airport? Take a few more minutes, stop off and get something, make your own lunch, just mm-hmm. avoid all of it because it's so much money and so unsatisfying. Yeah, I like to bring a big bag of broccoli, steamed broccoli with mm. me. <laughs> that is being a good neighbor. You are a big defender of the, what is it, the the pancake conveyor belt? Oh, the pancake making machine. Come on now. Can't go wrong with that. But you got to be a member of the lounge. It's, you know, it's not something. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you brought that up. Jake, but I don't want to. <laughs> okay. I'm a man of the people. Except for that pancake machine. Got to <laughs> love that thing. Well, uh, Dr. Martin uh, Markey. 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 Yeah. This guy's he has been the big advocate talking about COVID, talking about the vaccines, everything. You can follow this guy online. And he decides because now this is the um, the House Select Committee looking in to coronavirus and our reaction to it. Uh, here he is um, basically, as they say online here, um, Dropping the mic on Fauci's head. The reason this is even an issue is that it's embarrassing we funded the lab. If we had not funded the lab, 100% of Americans would say this is obvious, this is a no-brainer. The epicenter of the world is five miles from one of the only high-level virology labs in China. The doctors initially were arrested and forced to sign uh, non-disclosure gag documents. The Lab reports have been destroyed. They've not been turned over. The sequences reported from the lab to the NIH database were deleted by a request from Chinese scientists that called over early on and said, delete those sequences we put in the database. And two leading virologists, maybe the two um, top virologists in the United States, Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane, told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media, and then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point... It's impossible to acquire any more information. And if you did, it would only be affirmative. So Christopher Ray from the FBI came out today or yesterday and said, yeah, it looks like we're pretty sure it's coming from the lab. The phone call that he's talking about. So two of the top biologists uh, sent a letter to Fauci saying we're very suspicious because this sequencing doesn't seem to fit with the theory that this is natural. It seems to have the indicators being man-made. These two sent that to Fauci. 
that night they did a conference call, Fauci um, and Collins and about 17 other or 14 others were all on the call. And then two days later, what do you know? The people that had called Fauci concerned about the unnatural um, indicators of the virus suddenly changed their tune. What do you know? How did that happen? Why? What happened on the phone call? Well, somebody has asked for the transcripts. It's all redacted. You can't find much on it. But people are saying something must have been said in that phone call to suddenly make these two. And they didn't give any backup. They never scientific. Well, we looked originally and then we looked again and now we got a closer look. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. They just quietly went away. Just bye-bye. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Wonder what happened on that phone call with those, with Fauci and Collins and the rest that were calling in. They were concerned about it. Because two days later, they said, you know, this is just nonsense or uh, forget the terms that they use in order to start calling anybody that called the, the lab leak theory. They just, you know, just... uh poppycock or whatever the word that they used to to denounce it and you see fauci is writing checks he's got and he's going to support all these guys you don't bite the hand that feeds you when they're giving you millions and millions and millions of dollars so if fauci says to these scientists listen i know i know you got concerns but if you want some money you might want to add that, 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 that i don't know if the phone call went that way but no one bothered to look into why did you two change your tune after a phone call with Fauci and Collins. So here it is, as people get a better idea. And I pray to God we find out that if the money went to Peter Dosak from EcoHealth Alliance to China to work on this gain-of-function research, which we knew they were doing, if you find out, and this is why it's so upsetting to people, if you find out the American taxpayer dollars were diverted to China in some lab, and then we were somehow responsible for this thing, how do you think the American people would react to that? I, I think it's devastating. I, I think people yes. would be yes. absolutely. But, you know, Fauci now is saying, we may never know. We may never know. Now, he didn't say that when he thought it was the somebody had eaten a bat. Uh, he thought he was pretty certain of it then. But now his whole thing is, you know, we just we, eh, let's just let's just be comfortable with not ever knowing. Mm hmm. Yep. China lies. China destroys the stuff. These guys think there's something to it. They call Fauci. They get on a phone call at night and then. Everything changes. And then, by the way, if you do refer to it being a lab leak theory, you're part of the conspiracy theory people. And then NPR does a whole story about everybody that believes that it came from a lab also believe in QAnon, also believe in uh, pizza, uh, what's that pizza thing, and Hillary Clinton. They're all a bunch of cuckoo, crazy people. And all the people that believe this are nuts. And if you also believe it came from a lab, you're nuts. Anything you can do to just tar and feather the person because they're questioning what we're getting from the government again please please get those people up there connect this stuff find these emails and hold them accountable for the fact that i still believe the money went from fauci to his buddy peter and then off to china and why aren't they questioning him peter oh they're gonna bring they're gonna get him they'll bring him up They'll, they'll get him in there. They got to. They just had, had to get those. Uh, they got to find those emails.
I mean, that anyway. seems, you know, going. I guess we'll never know. Uh, unfortunately, right. we'll never know. We, we, that's something we should probably just never, never ask about. By the way, I'm charging a hundred thousand dollars for speaking events. I'm the highest paid federal employee ever, and now I'm charging a hundred thousand dollars. And suddenly, I sound like the guy from the Aflac commercial. <laughs> Guilford Godfrey. Aflac. Does do- does 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 Doctor Fauci? <laughs> <laughs> COVID! Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. That's Fauci, by the way. All right, thank you for that, Andrew. (laughs) Rockies Auto Service Centers, I might have mentioned before, but it certainly bears repeating. They've got, well, they've got 16 locations, been around for 52 years. Take that car to Bucky's, Bucky's Auto Service Centers. You made a passing comment the other day, Sherry, that you didn't think Teeny was pulling her weight. So this segment, Teeny has produced all on her own, and it's uh, about potatoes. Right. And it's a p- potato-themed segment. She's been working on this. Now, but she, that's right. So she's got some potato stories, all right? Okay, let's see how she does. All right, we'll start with uh, the f- first story. Teeny is, oh boy, I don't, she's, the writing is really small, Jacob. Oh, oh, I, 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 I got it. I see, I can see it, Teeny. So there's a woman in the, the UK, they call them crisps there, Teeny. They're potatoes, but they call them crisps. Um, and they had a contest, according to Teeny. And you would get $100,000 if you could find a potato chip or a crisp, as they're known in uh, the UK, that's shaped like a heart. Sure, you can pick up from there. Sure, you can pick up from there because Teeny sent you the story as well. Is she going to interrupt the whole time? No, 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 go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Why does this not surprise me? So she's at lunch, she's eating her crisps, and she sees a heart potato chip and she sends a picture of it to her friends and her friends are like wow don't eat that she didn't even they were like that's that's a contest going on Uh and before she got those messages or understood that she ate the potato chip so Mm. when she went back to try to figure out if she could still be entitled to the to the prize money because she did send out a picture and she Uh figured well maybe they would make an exception um the Walker's company said, nope, so sorry about that. Uh, you have to have shown us. It says, we do need to be fair to all the other Walker's fans that have followed our competition, TCs, TNCs, and held uh-huh. on to their crisp for safekeeping. So I'm afraid we won't be able to accept her entry this time round. Mm. What? Sherry? What's your question, Teeny? But, but no, but but she there's oh, but there's it. another story. There's a, another story, another uh, potato chip story. The old lady, wait a minute, she died a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's just another potato chip story. Her favorite, by the way, when Johnny Carson, I think it was 1986, had this woman on who used to work at this potato chip factory okay. in Fort Wayne. Yes, in Fort Wayne, she used to collect the chips that look like something. Uh, here's a camel. A camel. Down. 
A camel? Well, that sure is. There's no doubt about that. And, um, and the pear is rather perfect. Mm-hmm. I have... She was really proud of each chip, and she's showing them all to Johnny Carson. Now, when she turns to the right to get another chip out of this, like, little box she has there, she doesn't realize that Johnny Carson has picked up, and Johnny is doing this. He's got some potato chips off to the side, Sherry. So then he ends up... A lot of apples and pears and pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Potato chips. Potato chips, okay. And, uh... <laughs> This is a prize collection, prize mm-hmm. collection. She's proud of every single one of them. And she really takes care of each one. So then. Look at this one, John. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. The look on her face. Oh, her head spun around like the exorcist. I mean, it was wait, crazy. Wait, which one did you eat? Which one of the potato chips did you eat? She was crazy mad at him. If she was armed, it would have been the end of Johnny. Is Johnny here? Johnny's not here. Um, She passes away. I was finding little pets and birds and butterflies. But now I have uh, Bob Hope and I have Rodney Dangerfield. That was Myrtle Young back in 1987 after her collection hit national television on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. By the way, I thought if you'd watched the video, Sherry, you would have been really disgusted because that was her back in 1986 working at the the potato chip factory, picking through the guess the ones uh, that weren't. I watched, and I, I wasn't going to bring it up so it would add to my reputation of being neurotic, but it was <laughs> gross because she, they're all there. They've got their bare hands. She was a potato chip inspector, and she's yes. there with the other inspectors just digging through the potato chips. No gloves. No masks, nothing. I sneeze on the air. Um, let me you. say, she, that's a sweet old lady. And her hands are probably dove-like, very, very soft. They probably smell good. They're probably very, very clean. And immediately you're just grossed out by the fact that she was touching the chips. <laughs> yes, I was. Well, that would be a, it's a dog. It's a dog. An angry dog or an angry bear? Kind of like a kind of like a beagle. More famous than her debut was the prank Johnny Carson pulled on her. Something she recalled in 2005 when Carson died. I heard that crunch. Oh my goodness! And I look, and Carson is eating chips, and I thought he was eating my collection. Days after her big debut in 1987, she vowed to never stop adding to her potato chip collection. Her daughter, Marilyn Wiles, told me over the phone her mom kept that promise. The world-famous potato chip collection grew to more than 300 pieces. All touched with her hands. I think it kind of got to be, look look what I brought home this week. Look, you know... Do you, do you see this? Do you see the same thing I do? Weil says there's something everyone can learn from her sweet mother with a big imagination. There was always a reason to get up in the morning because, number one, she never knew who was going to come visit her and wanted to see the collection. It was wonderful. She, she led a wonderful life. There you go. And there you are. Just <laughs> totally disgusted by I this beautiful bring, old lady's hand. You hands. brought it up. You no, brought it up. No, you were thinking about it. You were the one. You, I could, I could, you were repulsed the whole time. And you took Not it out on Teeny. You took it I, out on Teeny. I didn't do anything to her. Oh, I said, boy, Susan. I just, 
what? She uh, she did fine. It's all potato stories. Can she broaden her horizons a little bit? I mean, can she do a story about a, I don't know, a cucumber? Something else? No. A little potato. The answer is no. I, I didn't no. think so. Okay. Next week, another story about potatoes. Teeny? Potato. All right. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> This show is so weird. Ready, Susan. <laughs> stop, Teeny. Stop. Stop. Golly. Okay. Oh, between this and me having you missed. I did the dance. Okay, so I have it. Where on is video. it? Oh, Where is it? I got to see it. Okay, good. Just, I can't wait. All right. Teeny helped out. We find out more about the NFL when they're not showing you what's happening on the field. They're uh, videotaping. So there's a lawsuit alleging that NFL Films has a catalog of lewd shots of women at the game in a database. I'm yes, not surprised by this. They're labeled cheerleaders' buttocks, cheerleaders' rear end, um, uh, bikini top, uh, mm-hmm. naughty camera work. So yes. they clearly sought out these images, and um, somebody took the pictures, and somebody cataloged them. Uh-huh. And? Well, this is a disgruntled employee. Um, mm-hmm. She's suing um, because she said she was a black woman, and she was denied a workspace, promotions. They are, the NFL is coming back and saying, no, these were performance issues. Her product productivity was falling behind of everybody else's, and that's why she got let go. She was also a temporary uh-huh. worker. So she uh-huh. ended up getting fired, but not before she discovered these this video stuff, this video sort of registry of of things that they had taken, um, uh-huh. and so you know the they they admit that yes they do have some of these things, but they're claiming that the reason that they mark them as they do is so they won't get into I guess into regular footage or they won't yeah. uh, abs- you know accidentally show the the um, naughty camera work in a reel of something else. And that's yes, why. It, but somebody yeah. had to take these pictures and somebody had to probably have been instructed to do so. Well, yes. I mean, well, you know, the, there's a guy standing there with a camera and they're in between shots or they're waiting and the, the cheerleaders are dancing and, you know, he's taking video. And, you know, that's what happens. Your Honor, any other questions? So, yes. Well, no, you know, the com- nope, Washington, sorry, nothing. No, no, sorry, Washington, there's a question. <laughs> Washington commanders, of course, got into a lot of trouble because Dan Snyder was accused of having his own separate footage of the Redskinettes that he would instruct the camera people to, to take of them. So they were, you know, collected and put into this, I guess, file of suggestive footage. And that was for his own personal use. He, He's denied a, it. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a guy that cares. I mean, you know, not only the running backs and the offensive defensive line, he's involved in everything. And he's like, you know, how are the cheerleaders doing? Are they cheering? Do they have the how the how are they feeling? You know, did they did they have the are they kicking their legs high? You know, he wants to he's you know, he's he's involved, Sherry. Well, I suppose. I mean, the cheerleaders are well, like the seagulls, uh perfectionists. Yes. They want to make sure that that dance 
is spot on. So yes, he had to check all that. I guess. I mean, I I um, will give him the benefit of the doubt. When I was doing the show with Tom, he hated the cheerleaders. Why? He, st- uh, he just really it really bothered him. He didn't he that they're uh, superfluous and there's no need for them. And you know, don't show them on television. They don't need to come out and dance. And he just was always like, oh. He just couldn't stand it. Did he think it was sexist or did he just think it was a waste of time? Unnecessary. He was a football fan. He wanted, you know, let's see the players. He just thought the whole idea of having cheerleaders was just dumb, dumb, you know, base. (laughs) I'm like, you have a Tom for somebody that's, you know, they're not interested in the game or, well, I don't know, yeah, but why, why he just couldn't stand it? I was always trying to do cheerleader stories and he was always like, no, I'm talking about cheerleaders. Just really bothered him. But it's part of the tradition. I mean, that's the thing. It's part of it's just like, you know, the marching bands and the cheerleaders and all of that stuff. It goes back to high school. I think it's I I like the cheerleaders. I think they're great. And they're talented. They're really good. These professional. I mean, they're really good. Uh Uh-oh. Hip. Hip. Right. Hip. Left. Hip. Step back. Step back. Kick. And the hard move is where you so you, you have to kick out, spread your legs apart, and then you swing your head down between your legs and then look back between your legs back out to people. And then you point between your legs and then move your hand up and down. There we go. What Thank did you, we Andrew. say didn't work on the radio? Um, there, was some, <laughs> there was something we were doing earlier that was a little visual, and you said, yeah, this works on the radio. Like Cheerleading. Cheerleading. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. A, a, yeah. Yeah, okay. the high schooler performing uh, I, by herself. I, I, Thoroughly enjoy your dancing, so I really hope you will be able to share that. No, but as I explained, hip, hip, people know that. Hip, hip, and then leg up, hand out, point. You can explain all that. Oh, God, here it is again. Hip. (laughs) Stop, Andrew, I'm tiring. (laughs) Okay. I want to be good for the videotape. I'm going to send Jacob later on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The line was right back here. <laughs> you just stepped over it. Why? Oh, please. Jacob, uh, 5 o'clock hour. You need more uh, news. We seem to be heavy on the tainment. Right okay. Now. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out right after I call Marin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>